Hello and welcome to the Euphoria podcast where we discuss the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. Um, it is actually currently just myself in a room. Um, Isabel is um, over in Canada uh, for her Christmas break. Um, so we're going to do something a little bit different and Isabel will explain it in just a mo. But basically because she's over there and I'm here in London still, we're going to do a, a shorter, different format version of the podcast and normal programming will resume next week. Um, this was initially to solve a problem of her being away. Um, but actually, as you may have seen from the title, um, what we're calling the mini foria. Uh, podcast is probably a format that we're going to take on um, every once in a while, maybe um, once every five episodes. And in the format, we're going to um, sort of do things that we couldn't do within the normal podcast format. So um, interview some interesting people or look at different topics and things like that. So um, hopefully this will be something that um, you like and um, we can do more of. Um, but because we recorded this episode a short while ago, before we start, um, I'm just going to run through some of the news um, that's been going on and some any other business as well Um so as Eurovision draws ever nearer, more and more countries are announcing their entries. Um, so we've got entries now confirmed from Albania, Armenia, Austria, Azerbaijan, Belgium, Cyprus, uh, Ireland, Macedonia, Montenegro, the Netherlands. Um, and I'm sure there'll be more coming out in the coming days. So we'll keep you updated. Um, what we'll do is as uh, when Isabel returns, um, we'll have a listen to some of the songs and uh, give a rundown of our favourites. And we'll see if they line up with uh, everyone else's favourites or see if our tastes are slightly different. Um, also in the news, um, it was announced that the entrance for the UK Eurovision You Decide will be announced on Monday the 23rd of January, uh, which is just a few days before the actual um, deciding uh, competition. Um, so what we'll do that week is we'll do a special podcast where we listen to the uh, probably around six entries um, that the UK will be doing and we'll judge it ourselves then as well. Um, just moving on quickly to any other business. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners, any of you guys uh, follow Isabel on uh, Twitter, um, but she had a rather um, exciting journey over to um, uh, to uh, Canada where she was meeting her parents. Um, totally unintentionally, um, Isabel became a viral uh, Twitter star. <laughs> um, as much as a surprise to me as it was to her and I'm sure all of you. Um, but if you're interested um, in how Isabel's uh, tweet got uh, an article written about her on BuzzFeed, uh, Mashable, um, The Mirror, I think, and probably a number of other news outlets, uh, go and check out her very Christmassy-themed uh, tweet uh, from a couple of weeks ago. Um, also, in any other business, any other business, um, we've actually had a couple of emails from some really, really lovely listeners just giving, um, just saying hi and saying how um, they enjoy the podcast. And it's really, really nice to hear from you guys um, and to hear that you're enjoying um the podcast and the songs there's a couple of people here who said that they really enjoyed we stood for song um which i think isabel only gave a six to so maybe if we put it to the public vote it would have got a higher score but um isabel is a harsh critic but i think that's the only way that we're going to get a really successful um entry um so thank you to uh thomas barlow uh, who sent us an email saying saying that he loves our podcast, which is very nice to hear. 
um, and also to Daniela Noren. Um, I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. Thank you for s- both for sending us emails, and also thank you guys for rating and reviewing and subscribing to the podcast on iTunes as well. Um, that really does help um, us get the podcast to in front of more and more people, um, which is of course what we want. Um, so just before we start, I'm just going to remind you: you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at uh, Euphoriacast. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, that's at um, Euphoria podcast and if you do like what we do and or have any other uh, anything else to add or if you disagree with Isabel's scoring of my songs and think maybe I should be given a few more points uh, then do email uh, euphoria podcast at gmail.com it would be great to hear from you so um, without further ado then uh, let's jump back in time by about a week and hopefully um, hear from myself and Isabel from our Miniphoria. Uh, okay, so if everything's gone according to plan, you will have just heard my voice, um, but in about a week's time. Time travelling uh, Roland. Time travelling Roland. Okay. So this is a slightly different format to the normal episodes because we've had a bit of a conundrum recently in the fact that I, again, if everything has gone to plan, will right now be in Canada with my parents. So I, my parents live in Canada, we've discussed before, I'm going over for Christmas, I'm actually going over to surprise my mother. Shh, it's a oh, by the time this is released, she'll have seen me and have cried, probably non-stop <laughs> for five days solid. She's still crying. Oh, she's still crying right now, I can hear her from here. Yeah, so she, yeah, she doesn't know I'm going over. I'm going over, but I'm actually going to be away for three weeks, so we're having to bulk record a lot of podcasts right now, <laughs> so that Roland can still release them week by week, and so you guys don't miss out on the top Eurovision podcast of the UK slash world um, and so we decided to do a slightly different one so that because the it, you know it's not I mean it's great fun doing them it's great fun doing the stories but it does take a lot of research and a bit of writing and it takes quite a bit of time and we, we wanted to make sure that they were still fun and interesting that we were having fun and not stressed out about having to do so many in such a short space of time so we've decided to create the miniphoria uh-huh. <laughs> which is what this is so instead of doing a each of us doing a story and Roland doing his song this is just going to be a lovely little bite-sized Euphoria episode maybe not half an hour long yep. depending on how we go how we go on this if we know what we're talking about <laughs> where instead of doing a story we just talk about Eurovision memories our experience of Eurovision memories so like um, the corners of my mind because that's very beautiful <laughs> I feel like you kept need in to, tune that there that was the first time in my life um, so because it's a half hour episode I feel like uh, downing a bottle of red uh, in half an hour is definitely not a good idea so instead my idea was we've got a lovely can of Gordon's Gin and Slim hashtag we're not being sponsored by Gordon's so it could be any <laughs> gin uh, so we're going to crack that open have a little sip are ready? you go oh that sounded great go on your turn better than the bottle opening um, I love a can of G&T so we're going to have a little can of G&T and a little catch up imagine us sat in front of a fireplace 
Uh, there's no fireplace here. Um, and when we're going to chat, I thought the Don't first... Don't ruin the illusion, Roland. <laughs> so I thought, I thought the first uh, question, Isabel, I would ask you, and then... Were we meant to have questions prepped? No, we're just going to... I just thought a little conversation starter. Casual chat, um, okay. And a good place to start, and then you can ask me if you want. Um, was I, I don't know. Sort of, what's your what's your earliest memory of of Eurovision and you experiencing Eurovision Song Contest? Ooh, so my love of Eurovision comes from my parents. So when mm. I was younger, they used to host and go to other people's houses for Eurovision parties wow. when oh. I was quite young we like, I remember people descending on our house for Eurovision and my parents and all their mates sat around the TV I mean now obviously they were very drunk I realised that <laughs> just shouting at the telly and cheering and jeering and having a good old giggle at what good Sir Terry Rogan was um, teasing people about inevitably uh, so we used to do that quite a bit so yeah either people would come to ours we'd go to theirs um, they definitely do specific things. I remember going to my mum's mate Pauline's. Everyone's mum's got a mate called Pauline. Don't they? <laughs> Classic Pauline. Classic Pauline move to have everyone in for Eurovision. <laughs> but going over to hers, and everyone had to take a cheese from the oh. co- a different country. <gasps> Very good. Yeah. Very so there was good a selection of European. <laughs> Eastern European. <laughs> That's cheeses. a lot of cheese. Oh, it was a lot, of, a cheese. lot of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we got a bit older when I got a bit older and didn't have to join him on my dad's parties anymore yeah, yeah. whenever they'd go out to do their Eurovision parties somewhere else if yeah. they weren't hosting it at ours yeah. I then started having mates over to our house mm, to do it and we started yeah. our own Eurovision yeah. parties yeah. where we what did we do I think the first year we did it was was Daz Sampson year oh, God. and we all dressed up in our school uniforms <laughs> in honor <laughs> Of the terrible UK oh entry that we had. Yeah. And everyone had to make a dish from a specific country. Oh. They were all awful. Not, I'm not, not saying that because the dishes from those countries were awful. We did not make them well. How, we did not how do How old well. were you at that point making a dish from another country? Um, I'll look up Daz Sampson. Daz Sampson must have been 2000 and... 2004? So you were probably about 15. 15, yeah. Yeah, you're not a great chef when you're 15. No, we were idiots. Oh, yeah, no, 2006. 2006, with this, okay. With, with the song Teenage Life, which oh, I thought awful. was so inappropriate. So we were 17, so that would make sense because we'd just finished school school and were going into college. So we were finished with our school uniforms, So really, the, that was the, a the song spoke novelty. to you in a really deep and meaningful <laughs> way. <laughs> he was so, I'm going to do an episode about Daz at some point because he's an odd bloke he's a strange that, fella that hot there's so many videos online you can watch of him around Eurovision when he was in it was weird there's Behind a whole the documentary scenes. a oh fake documentary about Daz Sampson it's mental <laughs> we'll talk about this another time so for what me what about you so for me um, I remember before I remember a specific Eurovision I remember I just remember more the feeling of a Eurovision <laughs> you're such a dick <laughs> No, so the the first <laughs> the first Eurovision I properly remember was was uh, Dana International, which was 1997, 1998. You know what? I agree with you there. I think because of our age, mm. I remember Eurovision as yeah. being an entity yeah. in my life. Yeah. But I don't remember anything specific. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, wait a second. When was so? You, Dana was nineteen ninety eight. So that time period is definitely the point where I remember actual Eurovision things happening, because ninety six 
was Gina G, who are just a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah. Which I was eight at the time, seven. Seven. And I mean, I was going to say, and I was well into my pop music back then. (laughs) Still am. Yeah. Still obsessed with Gina G. Saw her once at Butlins perform. Wow. Saw her up a gusset, didn't I? We were stood that close. You saw her up a gusset? Oh, you saw her up up a gusset. Got confused. Yeah. Benji, my mate Benji, she tried doing some audience interaction and she put the microphone out for him and she went, ooh, ah. And he was meant to go just, just a, a little, little bit. bit. And he went, ooh, ah. And she was like, no. no. Ooh, ah. And he went, ooh, ah. And it was, all went wrong. It didn't, it didn't go well. You fucked it, was it something up, like Benji. Um, yeah, so 96 was that. Katrina in the Waves was 97 with Love Shine a Light. Yeah. Still a fantastic song yeah. and a winner for the yeah, UK which yeah, is great yeah. and then if 98 is Dana so that's those three years were definitely a like good three years that's oh my god I really want to rewatch all of them I know. now yeah we'll have to go back Christmas through. watching I'm so, doing that so the, yeah the reason and I've mentioned it before in another podcast uh, is that, that I watched Eurovision 98 with my with my pa with my dad yeah and he he sort of he explained uh, he explained Dana's story to me yeah so I mean and that sort of that sort of stuck with me and 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 yeah, you know, really enough. has well, you're very it's young um, then, aren't yeah, you? and it was, but it was, it was, it was uh, mind opening. Eye opening sounds too garish, but it was like it, it sort of you know when you realise there are people with you know very different lives to you. It's um, it's quite something, and, and that sort of has, has um, stuck with me for a lot, a lot of uh, the rest of my life. And it was. Bloody great and song! It was a bloody good song! And the outfit Donna. with the feathers—that I mean, feather to be bolero. honest, that as a I really visual, I want to wear that. I want to I, build I it. Yeah, I, it, it looked amazing and so much movement as well. So yeah, really, that was my that was my earliest actual visual. I can see it in my head memory of yeah. of Eurovision, and since then, I think you know, pretty much every year I've, I've, I've uh, made as much of an effort as I can to to see as much of Eurovision as I possibly can. It's been a real real part of my life for uh, <laughs> I uh, so your um your teenage years my I have I have uh, a spell that I call the dark uh years <laughs> which um were a series of eurovisions um beginning with my first year of university um where for about 5 years I was consistently before the end of eurovision uh, sick in the toilet <laughs> because of oh, because Christ. of Eurovision drinking games, and I know now that that's not the way to enjoy Eurovision. The yeah. way to enjoy Eurovision is to enjoy the songs, have a drink, have fun, but you're not get very stressed out. Oh about my god, yeah, scoring, yeah, rather than stressed out about being sick in a toilet. No. But I mean, our drink our drinking game was it it was a bit extreme, and and um, I don't know if we ever actually did drinking games. I think we just drank. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so mine was mine was forced forced drinking. So you'd pull you'd pull um, a series of countries out of a hat, and basically you'd be drinking every t- during the song. You'd drink every time someone said "love, peace, world, children," yeah, yeah, all of those yeah, things. Yeah. But then the complicated bit was at the end. You basically drew all of the countries that were participating out of a hat. So you'd each have about five or six different countries, and then depending on the score that they got from each country, would. Um, show how much you would drink and so if you got one of that year's favorites who consistently get 10 11 or 12 points every, and they go so fast through them as well oh, they really do pass through so you're drinking and then you've got another drink another like three fingers of drink or another like two fingers of drink and three fingers of drink it really adds up so there was five years where I would I I can't really remember the end of any Eurovision. Oh, that's a sad time. It is a sad time. That's why I call them the dark years. I missed a couple of years of Eurovision just through 
I think just not having anyone else around that was into Eurovision. Yeah. So like, I think when mates, maybe when some mates had gone off to uni, there was a few years then where there was no one near me that oh, so got into it, few, so I missed it. There were a few dodgy gutting. years, weren't there? Remember, and are you the dark Andy years, Abraham. Andy Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like when we, I don't know, when we, I always feel a little bit bad at the end of an episode when we diss someone, when we take the piss out of Scooch, or oh, it's all in jest. And it, you know, and it is we we're aware it's people, you know, having you know putting effort in and, and doing their best, but. I think at the same time, you can call someone out for being a little bit shit. <laughs> and uh, unless it's us, and then don't. I think my. I think the one. I. I think the one I hate the most, and I don't know why. It is. <laughs> what a sentence to begin I think, with. I think. I think the Eurovision entry that I hate the most. And it's kind of un- uh, not unjustified, but I think the one I dislike the most is Josta Bovey. Oh, that God, sounds it was good to so me. Bad. And it was like. I that felt bad for you watching it. Good to me. It was really painful to It witness. was not good. Like even like the other ones, Andy Abraham, Scooch, Daz Samson even, they they committed to cheese. I think the reason why it was so awkward was because it was like we were It was like it was too earnest. So this is one of yeah. my biggest pet peeves slash things I find funniest in the world is people being too Misplaced sincerity is the way that um, I normally put it. So people being too earnest about things that they shouldn't be earnest about. Is this where we go back to episode one where we talked about James Corden? <laughs> no, I don't think I find him earnest. Oh. I just think he's really <laughs> bloody obnoxious. <laughs> See, I find his earnestness when he goes, thank you so much. See, for... no, that's, no, I don't, that's not misplaced sincerity. Okay. That's fraud. He's <laughs> that's not... He's fraud. not he doesn't actually Arrest think that. that man. He doesn't actually think okay, that. Okay. He's not being sincere. He's okay. just faking it. So that's the different thing. Yeah. What I mean is when you see, say, um, you see someone singing a song that's shit, and but it's really like they think it's lyrically beautiful, and they're shutting their eyes and they're just really getting emotional about it. I will laugh my socks off at that because it's crap. Why? Why are you so into this? It's really bad. Please, please don't ever watch me record one of my songs that I do for this <laughs> podcast then, because. You, I have to close my eyes and get into it to get the emotion across. So. Yes, yeah, so that's. I laugh really hard yeah. at that. So yeah. things like bless him, poor Josh. Yeah, it was shit. Yeah, but he was really committing to it. Yeah, that makes me giggle a lot. And that was in the that was in the transition. He was after. Was he after Scooch? Yes. So that was in the transition where we went. Actually, we should probably stop putting in like comedy acts so Daz Sampson and Scooch yeah and try we going start. serious so then but then but then we went we went Josh Dubovi then we went Jade Ewan and who came fifth who came fifth well done Jade yeah that's what I mean is you I, might be my least favourite member of the Sugar Babes <laughs> but you did God, bloody well is. at Eurovision yeah so I think there was always going to be an awkward transition and we're still having that awkward transition now with Engelbert and we're Bonnie we're just having a difficult teenage years right we're just <laughs> but you know we occasionally we get one through that's that's quite, you know that's sincere and Jay, I'm really you know, genuinely was. gutted that Blue didn't do better because I, I was really into that song as a Eurovision entry it wasn't too wet it wasn't too serious it wasn't too ridiculous we didn't have some absolute bellend like Daz Sampson singing it we're such Daz Sampson downers on here aren't we I know um, it was a legit pop band who were bloody good mm. in their time in their day as a boy band in the UK and the song was great and they really put their all into it I don't know if the performance was quite good enough the, well, the performance I, on the night I don't know maybe I imagined it was better rose than it was. glasses I think I from what I remember I liked the song and I liked them I think they looked 
a little bit old on stage. I th- they oh, looked a little bit rusty. Maybe I've yeah, raised um, spectacles. But no, I'm, I agree with you, and I think if we can do more of that, if we can get you know, if we can get other bands back together to do that, I think that the intention was great there, and I think it it showed in a way because they were well received. It just didn't necessarily translate into the voting. Um, but mm. yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. But yeah, so. Sorry, Josh Debovi, we just sort of Sorry, went on about you, mate. but it was, you know, it's a difficult transition, a difficult time in our Eurovision um, career. You know what my dad reminded me of the other day? Go on. Um, when he posted about our podcast. You David. Know, that's it. Good old DJ Chillman. Yeah. He um, reminded me that we once went to Butlins. This is a separate time from when I saw up Gina G's gusset. <laughs> that sounds so filthy every time you say that. <laughs> we did see right up it. <laughs> Um, she had thick tights on, but we got a right Good view. We just right at the front. I also got on stage with Vanilla Ice that same Bloody year. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah. Butlins? Yeah. Bloody hell, they get all the big names. It was an adult's weekend. Have you seen Vanilla Ice is doing Vanilla Ice on ice in London? I know, I really want to go to it. It looks mental. <laughs> what a genius. What a genius. Love him. Um, yeah, my dad posted about Eurovision the other day and about our podcast and reminded me of when we went to Butlins when I was very young and we were watching... I think we won a trip to Butlins Great. and we were watching Eurovision on the TV in our chalet and the meter ran out on our electricity and the TV turned <laughs> off just at like a really pivotal point in the voting. Oh and I was, God. we were all livid because we had to get the electricity back on so we could find out what was happening and who was going to win. That is so dramatic. Yeah, that Jeez. might have actually been Gina G year. So I found an article that listed um, some people that you never knew had gone to, to competed to be a UK Eurovision oh, entry who didn't make it to be Eurovision entry yeah. oh great go on list some of that Samantha Fox <laughs> uh okay I, I yeah okay right they short lived uh well page three model turned <laughs> pop star, celebrity um, pop star was involved in it we all know we all know Jordan had a go we all know Jordan no, had a go, no, looking like a, a Teletubby. Bless her. <laughs> Bless her. Oh, poor love. Oh, Jordan. Trisha Penrose, heartbeat actress. Wow. Yeah, back yeah. in 2002, try, she got it? beaten by the lovely Jessica Garlic. Uh, our, our most recent best shot. Oh, she got what, third? Third, I think, yeah. Good on Good you, work, Jess. Jessica well Garlic. 2006, Kim Marsh gave it a go. Wow, didn't get in. Didn't get in. No. No, um, so she was remarkably um, beaten by oh, Daz Thompson no our favourite <gasps> that's got to yeah. be a low point in your career isn't it <laughs> also also someone who lost out to Daz Thompson that year Anthony Costa from Blue <laughs> no mental oh my god well, absolutely insane he had another go though didn't he so and he got in there. and he got in that time bloody well done Anthony and I'm proud well of you done. I'm still proud of you to this day I can't day. believe that but was that before How did he beat so that, many people that was before we decided was it or was that after we that was did the public choose Daz Sampson oh fucking hell I hope not we need to stop <laughs> Letting the public decide things. Well, clearly, post-Brexit, <laughs> bloody knobheads. Uh, <laughs> now we're getting political. Oh, no, yeah, we, uh, we do take a stance. Anyone else on your list there? Last one, 2007, Brian Harvey from E17. Oh! Yeah, Brian Harvey from E17, who also, weirdly, when I was at Butlins, <laughs> that time where we saw Gina G and Vanilla Rice, we made friends with some of the people that worked there, and they told us that Brian Harvey um, got banned because he... <laughs> Um, once 
like I think broke quite a lot of stuff and then they just about let him back to Butlins and then the year that we went whilst Vanilla Ice was on stage he went into his I mean I don't know if all this is true so don't sue me this might all be made up but we were told this this is yeah we were told this by the people that work there yeah that he snuck into Vanilla Ice's dressing room and drank all his booze <gasps> reportedly. reportedly reportedly supposedly that happened God, you'd think he'd go to Butlins to have a little relax wouldn't you have a little have a little recuperation at Butlins mm. um oh bless him um Butlins is a good place. Uh, I've never been to a Butlins, but I imagine you go and it's just full of people who've either tried to be on or have been on Eurovision. Oh my God. It's 2007, the same year Brian Harvey went for it. So did Atomic Kittens, Liz <sighs> McLaren and Big Brothers. And Big Brothers? Of, and none of them made it. I thought you were about to say Big Brothers, like Bubble or something, but... <laughs> oh, I'd love... Go on, Bubble. Give it a go. I'd vote for you. Go on, Bubble. Give it a go. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that is... That's something. All the people who tried to get on and haven't got on. And could they have done better? We, we should just give know. it a try. Well, we are. I am. Oh, yeah. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not realise that... I mean, it's not a joke. <laughs> By the end of the year, I'll have 52 songs that I can hand to BBC oh, and go, Christ. here, one of them they're will gonna, work. They're going to ban us <laughs> from ever being anywhere near... <laughs> The BBC. No, it'd be fine. They'll go, thanks, Roland. Thanks, Roland and Isabel. We will take these on. We'll have a listen. And we'll, we'll just let you send them straight to Andrew Lloyd. See, does he seems to be involved in this very he deeply. Can, just send them to Jan Ola. He might know someone. Even oh, if it's not us, maybe we'll just represent a different country. So uh, I went for uh, dinner uh, with my family and our family friend. And he, I told him about this podcast. And don't look that excited yet. But he said that he used to work with and was friends with um, the head of the UK Eurovision fan club. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I think and uh, like I legitimately think that that at some point someone like that might hear this podcast because it's UK. (laughs) So I'll do a little shout out now. And I can't remember his name. Sorry. But if you're there, we would love to speak to you. It would be amazing. Because you know the UK Eurovision Fan Club choose the songs that go to the selection. So they select... I didn't know that. So, like like we talked about Spain a couple of... Are you part of it? I think so. But there's lots of people who are a part of it. So it's like, you know, it's basically... Okay. It's voting. Yeah. So, like we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, with Spain had 300 and whatever songs that got entered. Jeez, mm, yeah. So when that happens in the UK... The fan club decides on what six or however many songs then go to the live competition that we're going to go to in January. Yeah. So they've got quite a lot of power, haven't they? So they must have heard so many songs. So I would love, I would love to do a phone in with uh, some exciting people, and 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 I think in the new year we'll look at like um, having a having a phone conversation with someone from. Yeah, post Christmas. Yeah. Once we've actually got some time to relax yeah. Yeah. and focus on this a bit more. Um, and also as this grows you know as we've said please get in touch with us yeah. if you have anything you want to join in with and with these little mini Fourier episodes so we've created this one just to help us <laughs> with a predicament of the fact that I am not going to be here for a while we need to record a few episodes <laughs> but also in the future maybe we'll just do it if people send us some of their fun Eurovision memories yeah. if you've got something just email us at Podcast at gmail.com and maybe we'll do another little mini for you yeah. of your memories yeah, of Eurovision past and present. Yeah, we'd love that. And, and future if you're psychic. 
<laughs> oh, I'd love that. We could do an entirely <laughs> psychic could, Eurovision. We could do a whole episode just make just the stories from the future. <laughs> Um, and who knows if it'll be true or not Uh, no one can sue us in that game (laughs) Um, so yeah I think that actually that just about does it I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you haven't you can skip it it's too late now (laughs) soz mate but we've got other shit to Uh, do um, so we'll be back next week with a regular uh, episode it will be we're also recording that tomorrow so you'll hear my voice at the start doing the news so that it's as up to date as it possibly can be Um, but we'll have some great story I'm very excited about my story tomorrow that will be next week (laughs) to you listeners mine's going to be a lot more light hearted than last week's episode so last week's was was, uh, it wasn't necessarily heavy it was just real yeah but beautiful there were beautiful stories next week mine has no political aspects to it whatsoever so I've done I did three ones about war and I've decided <laughs> in a row, and I've decided that uh, that that as a trilogy stands alone. So I've decided to okay. to, to break from that, and I'm I'm excited about that. Um, we'll see about the song, but I'm going to leave that till next week. So um, as ever, guys, thanks very much for listening. Uh, just a quick again, we'll go through um, our contact details if you want to get in touch with us or listen to what we're doing. It's Euphoria Cast on Twitter, Euphoria Podcast on Instagram, and Euphoria podcast at gmail.com to get in touch with us um thanks very much for listening guys and uh happy new year and we will see you next week thanks guys happy new year goodbye